0: This is Nick Urankar with the Trial and Error Podcast. I'm joined with Tim Pletcher, and I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today, though Tim really doesn't know. Nope. No. I'm just long for the ride. We don't have like pre-meetings where we go over the podcast. I just said, hey, I think I'm going to talk about how I increased my deadlift by 100 pounds, or by more than 100 pounds. And he was like,
1: and I love deadlifting. So yeah. So I'm he, like, goes, I'm game. he
0: just goes, So we're going to talk about strength. And yeah. I was like, Yeah. Well, yep. I said, I'll tell some stories and talk through that a little bit. And then you can like spit in the mic whenever you want. Yeah. So then we <laughs> talked gonna... about actually spitting. I'm going to um, spit. So you can hear it if he does. So you'll know. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> with that being said, it's Thursday. We're in the podcast booth of. Stockroom East in South Bend. Um, it's kind of the new home of where we are on Thursdays. We meet here and chat and do this. So, uh, for me, again, I want to talk about how, you know, I increased my deadlift by over hundred pounds and really how kind of simple it is. And it, it, segues into really how to follow or create a program, um, to get stronger and that it, It doesn't take a whole lot of time, a whole lot of fancy stuff. But for me, the reason why I increased my deadlift and more so why I cared to do it is because I had broke my back a couple times. Um, I think I talked about that. Yeah, when we talked about injuries. Yeah, we talked about that a couple episodes back. So when I kept re-injuring it, I realized that it was weak. My, My back squat, I believe, was like... I think I'd done like 365 or 385, and it was higher than my deadlift, which I didn't care. I never deadlifted. (laughs) So, and I didn't know how to deadlift. And when I say that, is like, you'll, like, if you're somebody that has a three or a five rep deadlift, that's as much as your one rep, or whatever you can do for one, you can do for more. Basically, that just tells you you don't know how to pull a one rep deadlift. It's a different thing than a five rep. So, I see a lot of people who don't know how to pull a one rep deadlift. So basically what I did was I decided, all right, my back is really weak. I believe it's going to be with deadlifting. I I did a lot of research and I made Tuesdays my deadlift days. And there's a thing called starting strength. And I basically kind of utilized this starting strength to come up with a simple way to follow a program. And in this program, there was no deloading. There was no set structure in the sense of it was the same every single Tuesday. And what it looked like was Tuesday, I would go into the gym and I, I tested my deadlift. And I think it was like 365 or 355, whatever it was. I was not really happy with it, but I was okay with it. Like, I didn't know, right? Like, I didn't know. This was 2009, 2009, I think. And basically, I was like, all right, what would be easy to do five reps with? And I and I want to say I started like 295. And I just built up, and I hit 295 for five, and I was done. That was it. And then I went and I started training. And the next Tuesday, I had to lift five pounds heavier. So for a five rep. So everything I did was a five rep. I walked in the next Tuesday and I hit 300 pounds for five. Still easy. That was the goal. I think that we missed that. The goal is confidence. So I, you almost, what we do is we walk in, we hit 300, it's easy. We throw 310 on, right. we throw 325 on, we throw 345 on, 365 and we fail. Yep. And then we the next Tuesday we're, we go back 300, we throw 320 on. So three, and we do the same thing, and we keep failing at the same spot. That's not a that's not
1: progressing. So or you go worse, you or, or, or you go like three thirty five, yeah, and you and you and you're and you're like, lose
0: confidence. Yep. What I would do is on the next Tuesday I would go five pounds heavier, so three hundred five for five. And what I would want is to be like that was so easy. I'm going to crush next week, and I would be excited for six days to then do three ten. And then I'd have six days to think about 315. And I did this until I would fail. And when I failed, I dropped down 30 pounds and I started over. And I did this all the way till I hit 445 for four. And I was pissed. <laughs> I was so mad because I was like, I was one away. Yeah. And I had to pull myself back and say, whoa, look how far you've come. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, I wonder if I can pull 500. And I did. It was so cool. I literally deadlifted 500 pounds within like uh, one or two days. Like it was either that day or the next day. I literally pulled 500 pounds. Yeah. And again, I went from like mid 300s to 500 in a matter of less than six months. Yeah, I was going to say a time frame. Yep. Less than six months. And the coolest thing is it took all my back pain away.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So... That was like the big thing that was like the aha moment of, oh my gosh, I literally got stronger without volume, without t- trying to do this twice, th- two, three times a week without right. killing myself. My CNS was fine. Now, what this did was it gave me so much confidence. And it's not to say I didn't train. I trained. I worked out. I did a lot of other stuff. Right. But my number one focus was that deadlift, Tuesday. So when you're following or you're wanting to get stronger, don't pick seven movements. Pick one movement. Because you know what that one deadlift did? It made my Olympic lifting better. It made my squatting better. And it gave me the confidence to go, what's next? So increasing my deadlift, again, by way more than 100 pounds was really a catalyst in confidence. Mm -hmm. and when you're following a strength program or training and the reality is you want results sometimes it's more about stepping back for a while because there there would come a time in the training where you know i'd be at like 395 for five and 390 for five was really hard and i remember thinking like oh my gosh that was so hard last like that was so hard that was so hard and i would build myself up so that on tuesday i'd come in like a monster and i'd hit 395 and i'd be like that was so easy that was so easy and i'd be like 400's next and you just have these highs so it's so cool and that literally that that simple strategy is what got me on my deadlift to, to that spot boom five reps every tuesday that was my number one thing i walked in the gym to do once i did it on to the next thing and then if you think like well yeah but what about you know that's not going to help with my volume and my metcons and or you know what if I want to be able to do you know my 20 reps my 10 reps great. I was worried about my top end pure strength and just developing pure just my back to be super strong. Right. And you know what that makes easy? Moving to 225 yeah. 315. Now yeah, right. I got my back got tired if I was doing a lot of it, but then I just started increasing that volume while maintaining my strength. Right. So there should also come a point where you're like, all right, how we say this? I'm like, you know, that'll do, pig. <sighs> like, I'm at a spot where I'm confident. And then if you keep going and you're like, okay, I want to go up, then you restart. Now, the stronger you get and why it's called starting strength is because most people aren't even close to their potential. So if you're not close to your potential, then you don't need a complicated thing. You just need consistency. Consistency in a program that, will make it simple for you to know like today I do this and then you just do it. Keep it super simple. So do you have anything to say on that? I just went on a big spat.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did the exact same thing with gymnastics. I remember it, it I, works at all. all yeah, I remember. And I remember talking to you and I was like, I can't do muscle ups at all. And, but I could do like trick pull ups and all this stuff. And a lot of it was like technique, but I would just come in once a week, uh, and then I would just do muscle-ups. And I would do one for every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. And then the next week, I would try two. And then I would do that every other minute because I couldn't maintain that for 10 minutes. So I'd go two the first minute, and the second minute I'd go one, and then two, one. And then my goal is to get to two every minute on the minute. And then over time, I would say probably, like, I stayed with it. I think that's where people fail is they don't stay with it. They're like, oh, well, I can do it or... I'm never going to reach this where if they just kept progressing, I think like in nine months I was able to hit like 20 or 25 muscle-ups unbroken. broken. Yep. At least on the bar, not ring.
0: Well, and that's a great thing. I think a lot of people fall into the trap of like, well, okay, so how long do I do it? Right. Like, like how long do I follow that gymnastics
1: program or how long do I you know go and practice? As long this? as it takes. Yeah. Because the, the thing is too, what I see is like people spend – Let's say two years on a roller coaster, going up and down, and they're still not even close to hitting that 500 pound deadlift. We'll just use deadlift as an example. Whereas if they would have spent those two years just increasing five pounds each week, they'd probably be over 500 pounds. Yep. And that's where I think we're so we're so far into this.
0: Meaning, in you know, inside of CrossFit or inside of lifting, there's so much information, and you know, a lot mm-hmm. of it's really good, and a lot of it's trash and a lot of it's do you even know how to use it like it's it's, it's fluff yeah yeah. so for me when i have people and they're like well how long are your cycles and i'm like honestly they vary Mm -hmm. and the reality is it's a cycle is designed so that you basically ramp up to your to your working weeks essentially is like a, a simple way to put it where i'm you know prepping for three to four weeks to get to where it's like the next three to four weeks are gonna be really hard, and by the end, it's like you're you're failing. Mm-hmm. You're failing or you're at a point of like, my body can't take this anymore, and then that's when we deload. And then we test to see, have what we've been doing over the last right. eight, nine weeks, 10 weeks, is it helping? And then we say, all right, I'm going to redo another cycle. And the goal of the next cycle is to start heavier than you began and end heavier than you ended. So in a starting strength or with a person where they're like, well, what if I'm just really weak? All right. Then you probably won't have to deload for a while because you're not going to actually catch up where you are. And you should start low enough to be able to focus on how to pull. Like I said in the beginning, most people don't know how to pull a one rep. I didn't. What this taught me was how to slow down, be patient coming off the ground, and really move weight. And I would feel it, especially early on, like where do I need to feel – the weight coming out of my feet in my hamstrings, my glutes, my back. Like where's my head gotta be? Do I have to have a you know spot a place on the ground, on the wall, at a corner? Like do I look at a dead bug? Like you're just trying to figure out like what what is the best way for me to do this? And it gives you a lot of time to focus. So that way my first cycle was probably twenty plus weeks. Right. It wasn't eight weeks because I was continuing to progress. And then when all of a sudden it was like I failed, I'd say, all right, I'm going to take a week off. I'm going to regroup and I'm going to think, all right, where do I want to get? And I'm going to back up and not start at you know 295. I'm going to start at three, you know, let's say I I've ended at 395 and I'm going to start at 365 this time. So now it's going to take me less time to get to my max, which means that most likely this cycle is going to be a lot shorter than 20 some weeks. Right. And we fall into eventually that group of like, or that spot where we know, all right, I know that in four weeks, I want this to be challenging. And then in the next four weeks, I probably should be like, I need a break. And then we deload. And then we test and then we start again. So for most of the cycles, what I run, it's, you know, inside the programming, it is eight to 10 weeks. um, And the goal is that You should know where you're going. And if you don't, you need to ask those questions to me or your coach or somebody, because the ultimate goal is for you to get the results that you want. Mm -hmm. And if most people don't know what they want, they're like, I want to be stronger. I want to be better at gymnastics. Okay. What does that mean? For what?
1: Right. Like, exactly.
0: Yeah. What? Like, Like, do you want to do one more muscle? Do you want to do? Yeah. And are you doing this because you want to compete? Because that's way different than just being like, I want to do three in a workout. Yeah okay awesome well what are you doing right now i don't know you tell me yeah like well it doesn't work quite like that that's why for most things it's very very simple and the complicated stuff doesn't need to come until really it never actually has to come in my opinion but if it does it's normally when you've advanced past basics and you're more like ah, i want i need to change or i need to focus on different positions i need to have different tools in my tool belt to help me if maybe i'm having an off day or you know what I can focus on better. I just heard a laugh. I don't yeah, even know so where that came
1: I, from. I, I heard that too. <laughs> kind of struggled me.
0: Um, There's but, a ghost in yeah. Mean, yeah, so like the getting stronger thing, like most, of it, most things are very, very simple. Um, we just complicate them because it makes us look better as coaches um, or, or individuals.
1: If mm-hmm. We complicate things. I think even like complicating a movement. Uh, I had somebody come up to me and was like, Hey, I read this about this movement, and um, I was like, "Or well, you could just do the movement, like, if you and we'll, we'll use uh, deadlifting for example. Well, I, I heard if I did this style deadlift and did this pulling and this exercise, it would help it. It's like, Or you could just deadlift, yep. I mean, yeah, that's why the normally if when somebody's like, Hey, you know, I
0: heard this, blah blah blah, and I'd be like, Okay
1: mm-hmm
0: why why would you do that and they're like because they said it and I'm like yeah but why I got what, what do you mean because I want to I want to lift more it's like okay but why that yeah and most of the time we have no idea why we just are easily persuaded by somebody that said the right words or did the right thing or made us feel like it was gonna work
1: yeah or it's
0: like the easy yeah
1: like the well, it's quick, route. it's, yeah, it's the quickest
0: way hmm Through a complicated process, right? Like I like simple processes that are simple and not complicated. Um, and that's why I am where I am. I tried to maximize my time. I always say like, for me, the deadlift is huge because it improves so many other things. Um, especially if you're somebody who like your lower back locks up or you struggle with high volume, like dumbbell work or Other where your lower back fatigues, or you get really, really sore in your lower back, like that can be detrimental for an athlete in competition, Mm -hmm. or detrimental for an for a person who like wants to go to the gym tomorrow after they deadlift. Like if you're somebody who's like, every time I deadlift, I'm out for like four days. What? Then you haven't obviously done it enough, or understood how to build yourself up. You just you're just jumping
1: in every single time, going balls to the wall. You know, every fourth week, right? Like. Yeah, it's not consistent. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was the open workout, the the second one this year? The burpee deadlift? Yeah, I mean, that's a prime example. There were so many people at the gym that they got to the descending part, and they were like seven reps in, like the eight, or they went, yeah, nine, eight. And on the seventh rep, they're like, my back locked out. It's like, you really didn't have that much left, though. Yeah. Like, you were more than halfway done. It's just the volume and everything. And I, I burpees are going to fatigue your midline, too.
0: Yeah, and that workout was great to like show you like, yeah, you you can probably, there's probably people out there that were really, really strong, have a mm-hmm. big deadlift, but then that volume catches up. And then yeah, there's yeah. others who their deadlift's not as high, but the volume, they can handle it. Right. And that comes down to how are you training. And that's why for me, it always made more sense to get strong first, then build up the volume. Because if I can build up the volume to lift 225, but then you're like, okay, now go lift 405. And I can't. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be programmed out of a workout. And that's when, you know, for me, I think that was a big thing where I focused on how can I improve so that nothing can stop me. Doesn't mean I'm going to win, but I just wanted to be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was developing that top end strength and then maintaining it while then building up the volume. Because the volume takes more time, in my opinion. It takes more time in a day to build up, to be able to deadlift. 225 pounds 100 times than it does to get to a 505 pound deadlift i can do that in 20 minutes 20 give me 20 minutes once a week i can get a five over a 500 pound deadlift in a extended period of time to get 100 reps at 225 and not be sore that's going to take a lot of freaking reps right like a lot of freaking reps and a lot of like that's it's just a different animal and i think that's Mm -hmm. what's so cool about training is it's complicated because Every time you give somebody advice, there's always the, yeah, but. Yeah, but what about if this happens? And you're like, well, we're not talking about that. Mm -hmm. But, yes, okay, if that happened, this would not help as much. I thought we were talking about you having a 500-pound deadlift. Yeah, but what happens if, and you're like, gosh. So then that's where all these complicated things come up because everyone always has a, yeah, but, and- to me, it's a frustrating thing because it's it's like, yeah, there's always going to be something that you have to improve. So why not just focus on the thing that you really, really want and you know that you can? And what you'll find out is it will improve so many other things. Then go back and say, now what? What's next? What can I do? And that's how I always look at everything. Is, and then you start looking at it like you're like, oh, I did 20 to 25 unbroken muscle ups. And it's like, yeah, but... Can you do 30? Probably not. Well, and you're like, I I mean, I'd probably have to continue. And it's like, well, why not 30? And you're like, because I don't need to. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm actually pretty happy with it. Right. Yeah, because I mean, for me, and you're kind of right on that aspect, because for me, knowing that I could do 20, most workouts are like 8 to 10. At the most, 12 bar muscle-ups. And even if it's 15, I'm not going unbroken because most likely it's with something else in it. Um, So I'd break it up smart. However, um, if there is 10 muscle-ups, like we did a workout where it was like three rounds of thrusters and muscle-ups, and it was at the end of a workout, I was getting beat by a lot of people. However, I did all the muscle-ups unbroken because I knew I could hold on to that volume. It wasn't 20. It wasn't crazy. It was just 10 the whole time with thrusters. And... Uh, it was kind of funny because people actually thought I cheated. Oh, I'm sure. Because I caught him. How was did like, you do that? Yep, because the thing is, like, yeah, I could do 20 in a row, and that person, whoever, uh, they're doing, like, singles or twos. They're not hanging on for the big set. So it's the same thing with, like, a deadlift, essentially. Like, you don't need to do uh, – well, let me back up. It's easier to kind of have that strength and then build that volume up because if you can pull 500 pounds well, then 225 should feel light. Yeah. And then it comes down to
0: how much bang are you getting for 30 ring muscle-ups in a row or 30 bar muscle-ups in a row right. as opposed to 20. And it's the same thought of like, well, is a 500-pound deadlift enough or do you want 700? And a 700-pound deadlift is going to negatively affect you in other areas of mm-hmm. your gymnastics or you know, maybe your body weight stuff potentially.
1: Yeah. Cause you might most yeah. likely you're probably gonna have to put on and having 30
0: ring muscle ups is probably going to be detrimental in some other form. Now you can argue that either way, but the, the purpose of fitness is to find out where can I get the most improvement in the most areas while not giving something up because right. I, went, so I had to back off, lose three to 7% strength, which was very hard for anybody to see to then become better. But it's like, could I have lost five to 10 more percent right. and still and gotten even better in you know 70 percent of the movements dropped off in 30 percent so it's this game of you know really number one what do you want and then number two like does it align with the bigger picture of where you're trying to go and you know for me as an athlete i needed a 500 plus deadlift while being able to yeah do 20 plus unbroken muscle-ups but i didn't need a 700 750 pound deadlift and I didn't need 30 ring muscle ups both would have been super cool right uh but I don't think it would have got me to the games like I've done yeah so and you can see that with the people that are there it's 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 truly fitness and it is awesome but I bias strength um I did gymnastics and then I transitioned into bi- biasing you know aerobic capacity and you know met cons but my strength was so good that it didn't really take that big of a fall mm-hmm. so but well, that's taking the time to develop it. Otherwise, I think I don't have anything else. I don't either. I had no notes or anything. So, I mean, that's just no, off, off. I just my looked hand. at a piece yeah, of paper. Yeah, he looked at a piece of paper and he's like, yeah, it's, nope, it's empty. Yeah,
1: it's it's, it's blank.
0: So, all right. Well, appreciate you sitting and listening to us jibber jabber. Um, is that a word?
1: Jibber jabber. I a think thing? so.
0: Gibberish. <gasps> oh, I think that's super cool. All right. Well, Appreciate it. If you need to find us, you can check out ZeusMethod.com or if you're looking at Dumbbell Stuff, SwoleProgram.com. Um, my Instagram is at NickyRankar. And what about
1: you, Tim? My Instagram's at Tim underscore Pletcher 33. I think it's 33. There's a number at the end. I don't know. Yeah. I'm wearing pink shorts in it. Don't, it's go, not, to, it's don't go to 26. Yeah. yeah. That
0: guy's crazy. We're going to find out who that is. All right. Well, this was Nicky Rankar and Tim with the Trial and Air podcast. See you real soon.